0: Hello, and welcome to the Learn Chinese Insights podcast, brought to you by ChineseLearnOnline.com, your progressive online Mandarin course. In each episode, we interview someone who has learned Chinese as a second language to find out how they learned and what they're doing with it today. In this episode, I'm happy to have John Renzella. And before we begin, John, why don't you give us a quick introduction in Chinese, and then we'll go from there.
1: 啊，大家好，我是John uh, Zeller，北强，我是艺术家，做木刻版画，啊，来台总八年的，我是美国人。Hmm.
0: Uh, okay. Very good. Uh. So you said you're American. So what uh, brought you to Taiwan in the first place? You said that was eight years ago.
1: That's right. Just over eight years ago. Uh, oh. I was looking to. I wanted to move to a foreign country. I wanted to experience sort of life abroad. Um I was interested in going somewhere where English was not spoken as the main language and I was interested in going to a place where I would have time to work as an artist uh, with whatever job I was going to do. So I, I saw that you could be an English teacher and so I researched Japan and mainland China and Korea and, and uh, South America and Taichung, or Taiwan looked like it had the best um, sort of situation, uh, cost of living to to uh, pay to three hours kind of situation.
0: All right. So you said you were, you mentioned that you're an artist. So you were before coming here. Like, what type of art was this? Sculpting or what was it?
1: Uh, wood cutting. So it's basically making like big wooden stamps.
0: So you were doing that already in America.
1: Yeah, I had, I'd graduated about a year previous and I was doing it in the States, but, uh, you know, it's, it's tough to make a living as an artist, especially when you first graduate. And I was having to work, you know, basically full time in a restaurant and come home and just be exhausted and, and, um, I had stacked my schedule up so I would work three consecutive 11 hour days so that I would have the rest of the week to try to be an artist, but it was just, it was getting old real fast.
0: Yeah, now you mentioned that uh, you were interested in a place where they didn't speak English. So why is that?
1: Uh, well, I had done a, a semester abroad in Italy and I really enjoyed kind of living not in English. I like the, the feel of everything being a challenge. Like you, It's hard to get complacent in a place where even the simplest task you kind of have to prepare for. You know, and anything you want to do, you go somewhere, and you have to learn the vocabulary for it. You have to sort of prepare yourself, and I kind of like that—always having to be kind of on your toes.
0: So, when you first came to Taiwan, did, had you learned any Chinese? No. So, what was what was your process? So, when you got here, was that a priority for you to learn some Chinese?
1: Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. Um, I was lucky. My first two years here, I had a Taiwanese roommate, and so we kind of did language exchange. But um, and that was definitely helpful. That sort of got me the basics.
0: All right. And uh, so was most of your learning from that, or did you take any other approaches?
1: Uh, mostly, it was. It's been kind of situational. I haven't really taken any formal classes. So whenever I'm in a situation where I need Chinese for something for, for my career, basically. I learned that sort of cluster of words. So, it, I, I think my Chinese is kind of, um, it's, it's weird because I can talk about a lot of sort of high art stuff. And, uh, but then, you know, if I had a conversation with a child about some animals, I might have problems.
0: <laughs> so you basically learned what you need to know. Ah, uh, yeah, what
1: I need to know and kind of what I'm interested in. Things like that.
0: And how about characters? Have you studied those?
1: Yeah, I'm working on that. I have the um, the sort of elementary school books that they use mm-hmm. for the reading, so I'm, I'm making my way through that. Um, right now, yeah. I'm on I'm on grade
0: five. So you're doing that all on your own? Yeah. So how does that work? You go through the book and write out characters, or what are you doing? Uh, it's mostly
1: it's for reading, not for writing. So I'm I'm more interested right now in learning how to read. Um, so I basically yeah, I go through, they have you know little stories or little little conversations and whatever characters I don't know I I you know write the opinion for and the definition and then kind of go back and read through several times.
0: So if you see a character that you don't know, how do you get the opinion for it? Yeah, I
1: use um Google Translate has a good app where you can just take a photo and it tells you like it scans the characters and it tells you what mm-hmm. it is. Okay. It's a lot easier. I used to use the dictionary, but it takes like twenty minutes to find one word.
0: Yeah, you have to know the strokes and, the the radicals radicals and like this that. and that. <laughs> okay. Now you mentioned your your career here, so how's that part going?
1: It's great. It's 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 going really well. I'm um, basically full time artist now.
0: Oh. So they is the so the work you do must be very different from local artwork?
1: My style is different from local artwork. Um, I know several Taiwanese uh, woodcut artists, um, but their style and my style are very different. Um, I think it's it's partly background and partly just general aesthetic sensibility.
0: So they um, m- they must appreciate having you and your kind of foreign background kind of join their community.
1: Yeah, well, I've been really lucky actually because I've I've been pretty. Well, welcomed by the local art community here. Um, so I was uh, a resident in a place called Stock Twenty down by the train station in Taichung mm-hmm. um, in 2010, and that's kind of got me into the local art community here. Before that, because of the language barrier, I was having trouble sort of finding <laughs> finding where things were, finding you know where there were artists and and kind of a community of that. So it was yeah. nice to to be there because. There's like 10 artists to each have a studio there. And so all of my neighbors were Taiwanese artists. And I kind of got to meet a lot of the community that way.
0: So the, are you the only foreigner in that group? I was, yeah, that year.
1: Um, there have been other foreigners. Uh, that I think there were two previous to me. And I'm not sure if there have been any since.
0: Oh. So, for, uh, so there's many... People who, foreigners who come here and they start with teaching English mm-hmm. and, but just like you, they may have other interests and talents and things outside of that, uh, but they're hesitant to, to get outside of their comfort zone. So do you have any advice for them that way?
1: Well, I would say that we have such a sort of unique Position. I mean, we're incredibly privileged to speak English as a native language and to have a passport from one of those countries where you can come here and teach English. I mean, we to be an English teacher, you get paid pretty well, and you you know you can work 20 hours a week and make a good living, and that gives you 20 other hours a week if you're working on the regular 40-hour schedule to pursue whatever interests you have. And I mean, why not take advantage of that? Most people. Back in the states, they would love it if they could work twenty hours a week and have the other twenty sort of pursue their own thing. So I say, recognize how sort of lucky we are to be in this position, and, and take advantage of that.
0: Right. So there's, it doesn't matter what
1: it is; it doesn't have to be a career. It can just be a hobby. It can be anything you want. Just do something interesting.
0: So there's there's that aspect of definitely having the the freedom to be able to pursue those type of things. But I would think that there's a lot of people... You mentioned that earlier on you had the language barrier. Mm -hmm. Uh, So how were you able to overcome that, like to join this community when you had that Mm -hmm.
1: kind of communication barrier? Well, I wanted to talk to the other artists, so that kind of motivated me to learn more Chinese. And also, um, in Stock20, you have sort of... they, They tell you to have open hours, so random people can come into your studio, you know, anybody who walks by. Um... And so, you know, whenever there's people asking me about my work, I would learn more Chinese just from having to describe my work and to, to talk to people. So that helped um, to sort of start to overcome that problem. But, the, you know, the longer you're here, the, the better you can get at Chinese and the less that that becomes an issue as you sort of learn how things go. And there's, there's uh, lots of foreigners who are doing things to try to help everybody kind of Get past that. Um, so, for example, I I sort of saw that problem, and I saw that there was a lot of um, a lot of foreigners here who were very artistic and very interested in doing art, but it's hard to get a gallery show. It's hard to sort of talk to gallery owners and get into that community if you don't speak Chinese and you don't know the customs. So, I had this big warehouse at that at Stock Twenty for the year. So, I started a gallery in front of there, mostly for foreign artists who could talk to me instead of talking to Taiwanese gallery owner, and they would have an opportunity to have an exhibition and kind of show their work. Um, and I've had that place for six years now, just over six years, and we have monthly exhibitions. And you know, there's been you know, dozens of artists, you know, over sixty, I think, who've had shows in my place now. And the pr- the purpose of the place was to give art to give foreigners an opportunity, but also sort of make a, an exchange between Taiwanese and foreign communities here who don't really overlap that much. Mm-hmm. And so I realized that I was in a unique position of being in the art community and being able you know, to speak Chinese to the degree that I can. And so I should use that opportunity to help the sort of other foreigners here, uh, you know, to share that kind of benefit and share that opportunity. And I would encourage other foreigners here who... You have that ability to try to do
0: something with it. Wow, that's very impressive. And I find that uh, many times when you want to do something here as a foreigner, but you're afraid of the language barrier. So, but even when you try to communicate, even with your limited ability, the the local Taiwanese are quite receptive
1: mm-hmm.
0: to. They understand the barrier, and you know they help out and do what they can to to get the communication going.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, like, I think that this is the friendliest place I've ever been. I've been to a lot of countries, and I've, I've never come across a place that was quite so friendly and accommodating. Right. Um, yeah, people will definitely make the effort to try to communicate with you.
0: Now, earlier you mentioned uh, learning something about the customs as well. Mm-hmm. Was there anything you found, any of your experiences, where there was some custom you weren't affer- aware of that now you adopt or anything like that?
1: Um, I guess it's hard to say for that. I mean, there's there's different there's sort of specific ones for the art world that they're just kind of give walking. an example. Well, I mean, they 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 have very specific kinds of measurements uh, for for their art and different pricing based on you know kind of weird algorithms that we don't use <laughs> in the West. Um, it's it's kind of complicated. Um, so there was that. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the, um, the difference between the opening, the, the art openings, like the opening receptions, uh-huh. um, like in the Taiwanese galleries, they're all sort of Saturday afternoon at 3 PM and there's like sweet cakes and everybody drinks tea and there's a couple speeches usually. Uh, whereas, you know, in the West, our openings are Saturday night at 7 PM and there's wine and cheese and, right everybody kind of gets a little drunk and and, uh, (laughs) (laughs) not a lot of speeches and sweet cakes. Right. So I I think that's an interesting
0: difference. Okay. Well, very fascinating. Uh, so is this something you plan to do for an extended period of time? Like stick around doing this?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I have a really good life here. I'm really fortunate and and happy with how things have gone so far.
0: Good. Well, I appreciate uh, your time sharing these insights and, uh, Yeah, I'll be happy to share any comments that people may have about this. Great, thank you. Okay, thanks, John.